I gotta go sit down after I start the feed for this dumb fucking podcast. Adjust my mic. Oh, God, this is so fucking... Adjust the mic. Oh, Oh, God. Okay, hold on. I think I... Sorry, I think I... I think... Did you adjust too hard? I think I got I think I got it. I think oh wait, hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think <laughs> I I think I got it. How about you tighten it? I think alright, wait, I think I got it. Okay, we're good. You sure? Oh, that's the non sequitur. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> Welcome to the Gen and Chubb Show for the first time ever on Spotify. That's exciting. That's Gen. Are you okay, man? Nope. I'm Chubb. <laughs> Chubb just broke all of his bones putting the mic together. I don't even know. I I, I was having problems, man. That's <laughs> that's the only way I could describe it. Just I was having issues. Like you know that you know that you know that movie Glass. That was Chubb just then. He just like trying to put together the mic, and he's like, ah! And he fell down, and all his bones broke. Am I Samuel L. Jackson? I'm sure. <laughs> all right, that's fair. <laughs> it's really not fair that you say Bill <laughs> but all right. So, yeah, what have you been playing lately? Um, uh, oh, the witness. Yeah, Jonathan blows the witness. The uh, guy who made Jonathan Blade. blows. That's his name. Oh, that's without the S. Blow. Yes. Oh, oh, I got you. See, I had you the were saying. Yes. I got you. <laughs> It's Jonathan blows. Uh, Jonathan blows follow up to the. Uh, uh, so I don't know. Is he an asshole? I've heard no, things. I sort of. It like there's been stories, but there's also people who say he's really fucking nice. Um, so it's not quite like a notch situation. where, like, yeah, basically everyone thinks he's an asshole. No, 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 not okay. even close. All right, that's cool. Uh, well, I don't really know. The witness is great. I never played. Uh, what's it called? Braid. Braid. Yeah, that came uh, up before. It's weird that game is. I don't think that game hasn't been brought to. Uh, is that just PC? This generation at all. It was on Xbox 360, as uh, well as PC. Like an arcade game. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't that think it has. The, uh, don't think it has. Braid was the first majorly successful XBLA game for the 360. Uh, okay, I got you. Before Super Meat Boy. Super mm-hmm. Meat Boy surpassed Braid's numbers. But that was the first like XBLA game also that got like 9s and 10s across the board, and people were loving it. Right. And so, and then Jonathan Blow didn't make a game for a very long time. Well, and, probably because he was making this. Right, it took a long time for him I to make this. I can only assume because the amount of detail and the amount of work that it probably took to make The Witness is probably insane and probably not something that many people would undertake. Right. Uh, he was very passionate. If you don't know about The Witness, it's a extremely simple puzzle game because everything has to do with these puzzles where you just, like, you gotta, you know, make this line go to the exit. <laughs> like, just all these puzzles that take place on a grid... You start at a big circle, and you got to go to the little end of the opening by just snaking a line. And they're all... It's simple to get, but it's... It's, it's also the most difficult game I've ever played in my life. <laughs> Quite possibly. 
Like, I was looking, I always look up, like, you know, how likely is it that I can get a plat trophy in this game? And it was like, difficulty 9 out of 10 was the ranking I was seeing. Or if you follow a guide, 2 out of 10. Which sounds about right to me, because, like, there's been times when I've been stumped to the point of frustration. Which isn't hard for me, uh, admittedly. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I've been stuck several times in this game and had to, like, really, like, you know, look up at least a hint of, like, am I even doing it correctly? I'm like, you know, because there's lots of variations of puzzles. You got to look at stuff reflected in the sun. You got to, like, look around in the environment, look at the puzzle through a different colored lens of glass. You got to even, like, do stuff in the environment that's not a puzzle, but it's a big ball that ends in a little line point so you know it's a puzzle but it's not on a grid but you could just do it anyway <laughs> on the environment at any point because i guess your character is magic and really like the core mystery is like i think just the drive in this game is to figure out what's going on maybe and i might be disappointed in that because i don't know if it ever tells you but i'm curious because you're just on an island and there's no one else there except these puzzles. There's creepy statues and lots of creepy shit all around and it's just empty. Yeah. So, who made this? Why are you here? What happened? What go on? There's lots of questions that flood your mind at all times. I don't know if you get an answer in The Witness, but I also don't know why it's called The Witness. So yeah, eh? you do. Okay, cool. I would. I really need to find out. No, the end of the the end of the witness is fucking insane. So, okay. I never finished the game personally, but I know what happens. Is it cool? Yeah, it's really cool. You'll all like right. it. You'll like it. You'll think it'll it'll all be worth it in the end. Well, um, I hope so. I mean, just 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 playing the game is an absolute joy. I'm gonna go for the plat, but I've heard that the plat is even with a guide a little difficult now because there was an exploit and then they did a patch because I guess there's a optional puzzle tree towards the end of the game yes which has randomly generated puzzles in it now before the patch happened you could kind of make like some kind of thing happen where the same puzzles happen every time so you could theoretically learn what the solutions are and then get better and then have a good time and like not really be restricted at all that's patched out now <laughs> So, I, I and I think that would delete all my progress. I'm not sure if I download, like, undownload the patch to get it. Who I knows? Think, I don't think you could recover your save if you did that. Yeah, so that's how most it. games work. Some right. games are a little iffy on it, but, you know, hey. Most modern eh. games aren't going to let you do that. But, yeah, The Witness is incredible. It's, it's free on PS Plus this month. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's one of the best design puzzle games ever made. So is Modern Warfare... Remastered, I'm going to play that. Yeah, good game. Uh, I just bought Burnout Paradise Remastered. Uh, I only played it for five minutes before we watched Predator 2 this evening. But it's good. It seems worth $5 to me. 100%. Easily worth $5. I played that game when it first came out and I fucking loved it. It's just a it's just a dumb fucking game. It's where you have, you know, you're, you're, it's Burnout, so you have all your car crashy fun shit. Yeah. But it's just got a world for you to do that in. And that's what Burnout Paradise is. That's all it is, and that's all it needs to be. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's fun. Driving around and hitting stuff is fun. It always has been. I'm really excited for us. We're going to play the multiplayer together, and we'll talk about it next week. It's so, lit! It's going to be fun, because I, I love just destroying shit and being stupid. 
So it'll be a good time. Uh, I've also been playing uh, a, a, a huge game, game everybody's talking about. That's right, Devil May Cry One. <laughs> the yeah. first one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So to clarify, I've never played any of the Devil May Cry games. So why would I start at five when clearly I could just you know start at one because that's how you count. And then I learned that that's not how you count in Devil May Cry. <laughs> No, I kind of knew that. I, I wanted to, like, play through all of them anyway. Well, maybe not two. I will try it. I'll try it. I'll give you I'll give you about a day of playing it before you give up, probably. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I can beat it really easily, though. Well, yeah, sure. By just shooting. Right. From what I'm, I've seen on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, But... Will I just be bored? Yeah. Well, okay, but I'm the person that goes for plats and rento fortune and shit. Like, you I don't want to do. You it. don't want to plat Devil May Cry too. Probably not. It's it's bad. Probably not. Yeah. I, I no. I would just skip that game. Well, I'm at least you know I'm not even that far into Devil May Cry one. At least I don't think I am. I'm only like six missions in. I don't know how many missions are in the game. I don't know how long it's supposed to be. As far know. as like other series comparing shit to like. I don't think there's another game in a series that's like Devil May Cry 2, because even if you think about, like, the red-headed stepchilds of all the, like, big franchises, like, Super Mario Bros. 2 is still good. Zelda yeah, it's 2 just different. still good. <laughs> yeah, it's just different. Yeah. Devil May Cry 2 just a bad game. It's not necessarily different either, it's just, like, is bad. Yeah. It's like a bad version of the game. <laughs> right, it's just a bad game in an otherwise amazing series. From what I've heard, haven't played it, will give it a shot, because I have it anyway. I have the 1, 2, and 3 collection. If I like all of those games, or at least 2 out of 3... You will like 2 out of 3 of them, I think. <laughs> I will buy 4, I'll play 4, and then maybe 5 will be on sale and not $60, and then I'll experience 5. We'll get to it. It's fun. Uh, I like how... So, I, I've said several times on this show, my favorite game is Resident Evil 4. You can really easily tell the Devil May Cry used to be Resident Evil 4. <laughs> <laughs> Leon is this is Dante. Dante is Leon. There's there's not really. I mean, eventually they split off, but like as far as this game goes, they're very similar. Yeah. Uh, takes place in a Spanish creepy castle. You fight bugs in a sewer. Uh, yeah, the the list goes on and on. Uh, I'm sure there'll be more like weird things that happen down the line too. I've noticed even soundtrack simul similarities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. Not like the... I mean, obviously Devil May Cry has that, like, hard rock kind of motif that constantly happens. But there's, like, weird... At the more atmospheric, spooky music that happens when you're just wandering around and not in, like, fight mode when the music changes. It vaguely sounds like some Resident Evil 4 shit. Vaguely. Just certain... I don't even know how to describe it because I'm not very, uh, like, musically inclined. But there's similar sounding sounds that sound exactly the same. I don't know. Even sound effects, too. Uh, there's so many Resident Evil assets in the first Devil May Cry. I wouldn't mm -hmm, be surprised one mm -hmm. bit. It's also similar to the old-style Resident Evil games in the sense that you're in a one big map... You constantly find new keys for new doors that you gotta go backtrack to... It's a lot more linear, because it's not a puzzle game. It's it's hit shit with your sword game. The puzzles are honestly more about 
how do I hit this thing with my sword the right way so that it died? Right. Uh, which is fine by me because I'm not. I wasn't expecting it to be a, a hardcore puzzle game. <laughs> I but, definitely think you should try after you're done doing this. I definitely think you should try the Bayonetta games. I will. I'm willing to. They're they're. It's the same guy, and that made Devil May Cry. And yes, they're fucking amazing. Bayonetta two is like the best action game ever made. I want you to play it. I'm uh, super willing to play that because I love that character. Everything I've seen her in. She's uh, fucking great. Girl Dante. Better than girl. <laughs> better, better, than, better than Dante. No, I know. I, I just like her attitude towards everything that happens. It's pretty great. Uh, Dante's such... is similar in that he's dismissive of most things that happen. Like, uh, I don't know. There's that classic, like, Ego Raptor cartoon where, like, Trish or whatever the fuck yeah. crashes into his place and he's just like i don't give a shit about anything <laughs> <laughs> basically what it is yeah it's the cutscenes that game are silly i'm wondering like there's very few of them actually it's kind of just like once you're in the castle it's just like ah hit the marionettes with your sword dante <laughs> that's the story now <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're you hit it right on the nose which uh it. which is okay it's a fucking game from like uh you know the aughts if you will. <laughs> Is that what we're calling them? I don't know. The ought to, to be in the past game. <laughs> it was, it's a game from 1972 when the film was silent and cave paintings were the norm, you know? Oh, okay. One of those. Okay. okay. I don't know when Devil May Cry came out is what I'm trying to get at here. It's the 2000s. Had to be before 2005. Right. Wait before. Yeah, it was like 2000. Because it was that sketchy period of like, we don't know when Resident Evil 4 will come out. Here's Veronica. Uh, it was like 2002 or 2003. Yeah, I got you. Okay. But that's all I've been playing. And it hasn't been a lot because I've been kind of busy lately. But uh, we back on that Genhart shit now. Hell yeah. Yeehaw. Speaking of back on that bullshit. So uh, many, many moons ago on this podcast... I talked about one game called uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, or Taiko Drum Master, and I, uh, I've i been trying for, for a Switch. while. Right, for the Switch. I've been trying for a while to get the physical drum, the actual drum peripheral, to use for myself, because I like Drummy Boy. I'm a big Drummy Boy. And I Literally. finally got it. Yes. I finally got it, and along with the crazy contraption I had to put together to make the Switch drum work on my PS4. Mm-hmm. Reason I did that is the Switch drum is better than the PlayStation 4 drum. PlayStation 4 drum has dead zones and isn't made as well. Also, isn't made by Hori, who made the Switch drum controller, and they're a very good company. That's really Hori, dude. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> uh, so I got it set up and I bought Taiko no Tatsujin Drum Session, the PS4 version of Taiko. It is abundantly different from the Switch version in most ways. Okay. Uh, the the overall gameplay setup is entirely different. You obviously just go through and play songs like you would on the Switch. But the Switch version has all these different characters you play and they give you certain abilities. None of that exists in the PS4 version. Uh, it is very more like the classic Taiko. The where, hardcore experience, if you will. Right. What Where most of your, your options for stuff comes from is customization of your little little drum boy. Lord uh, Don Chan, as he's known Which is as. great from what I've seen. You made Big Boss. Oh, it's fucking incredible. In so, yeah, I'll post a picture of it on our Twitter after this episode goes live. 
But I made uh, I made Big Boss in Tycho. Uh, I also made a bunch of other abominations. And the way I did that is uh, when you beat songs, there's little bingo boards for each one of them. And uh, every time you get a bingo on that board, you bingo! get a coin. Bingo! The game goes. Yeah, the, big, the game screams bingo. Yeah. And then uh, you spend those coins to open loot boxes. Yeah, I said loot boxes. To get... Gamble! Yeah. Except not really. Yeah, thankfully it doesn't cost money. And it, it, it's just little dumb costumes. But well, you're saying I can't pay more money to just unlock everything? Why doesn't this game cater to my interests? Me, the select few. The whales, if you will. Yeah, whale. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That was a personal attack on my weight, Justin. Wow. No, it was not. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, buddy. I laughed at it. Whatever. <laughs> So I, uh, well, so yeah, you get those coins. You spend those coins on those loot boxes to get, uh, to get a little cosmetic stuff for your character. And there's all kinds of fucking insane shit you can get. Uh, there's a, there's a robot suit. You could turn your guy into a camera. You could turn your guy into a helicopter. A, a cotton candy machine. A literal piece of meat. Um,. <laughs> I made a uh, my uh, my friend Brent helped me make a takoyaki cow. It's a really good one. Nice. It's terrifying. That's great. And big boss. It actually is great. That game is fucking incredible. Taiko is. I want to play more of it because I love rhythm games. I'll tell you what. Yeah, Taiko is the greatest rhythm game ever made, in my opinion. And take that, Guitar Hero Six. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Warriors of Rock. Uh, that was good. Uh, that, that got me. The uh, <laughs> I thought you, I totally thought you were gonna say Guitar Hero Three. <laughs> oh no, I went with a bad one. <laughs> that was good. I liked it. Uh, you could get a sixty-four times multiplier in that fuck game. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I might be underestimating. I don't know what the multiplier is actually. Yeah, the game is very, very simple in structure. The only you can only hit them. The maximum different notes in the game are six. It is hit the hit the pad, hit the rim of the pad. Sorry, sorry, it's only four, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's, f- well, five. Hit the pad, hit the rim of the pad. Numbers are tough. I, I'm, I'm having a hard, tough time today, guys. Hit the pad, hit the rim of the pad. Both sticks on Center, the pad. Both sticks. on the rim. Rim. Or drum rolls. Yeah. Those are, those are the only notes that the game ever throws at you. Center rim, double center, double rim. <laughs> double rim, baby. <laughs> and oh, drum God. rolls. Yeah. But... The game is beautiful in that it just takes that concept and just scales it and makes it more complicated. And so it, it makes it a much more gratifying experience starting lower and working your way up. It doesn't throw anything new at you. It just makes it more complex. Yeah. And that that's really awesome. And people who do actually play drums will feel right at home playing the game, I think. And I think it's also a good tool for people to learn rhythm. Yeah. It's a cool game. And you can do it while listening to everybody's favorite song. I have a pen. I have an apple. Ah, uh, apple pen! Yeah, I don't, I don't know why that game, that song's in that game, but it's fucking Because horrible. they thought they were releasing it in 2017, but unfortunately. <laughs> oh, there's also a, uh, there's also a ranked online mode in it. Okay. Uh, you go in and you play against other people in songs. And, uh... It's a lot of fun. It's just a typical ranking system. You go up in rank. You uh, When you win, you get points. You hit maximum points for that level. You level up. If you lose, you lose points. That's it. Cut and dry. 
but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's also really fun because it shows you like their other avatars and stuff like that. So it's really fun to see what other people have come up with. Yeah, you fought against uh, a Tekken man, or am I wrong? Well, that's that's a different that's a different element of the game I was going to get to. That's not online. Oh, okay. Like online, you can see other people dressed up their Dawn drum ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like how you can do, and you can see all the different designs. There's no licensed shit. shit. And that, it's just Not stuff. that I've seen. Not as far as, like, customization goes. Like, Switch let you play it as Kirby. Right. Right, yeah. Right, right. I don't know if there's anything like that in the game yet, because I haven't seen it, but, so uh... On PlayStation, you should let me play as Crash Bandicoot, or something like that. I don't know. That'd be fun. Actually, that's not a PlayStation character. No, it's an Activision character. Uh, who's what? on PlayStation? Nathan Drake. <laughs> there's one more type of thing in the game that I'm going to talk about before I stop talking y'all's ears off about Tycho. Uh, there are certain songs in the game that have a that are attached to a brand or a video game, and when you pick that song, you play against that ca- the character uh, okay. from that. Okay. Yeah. So like, there's a Pac-Man song in the game. If I pick that, I I get to drum against Pac-Man, and then you get extra stuff if you win. Never knew he was a good drummer before, but Pac-Man can do anything really. Also, uh, I forget the guy's name from Tekken Seven, the Tekken Seven song. There's Hello Kitty. Is it the main Tekken guy with the big hair? Yeah. Hayachi. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that much. And uh he he says they all say shit while you're while you're playing. Mm-hmm. And his is really fucking funny cuz he's like all super serious and mad. <laughs> that's his character, yeah. Yeah. He's a very uh anger man. There's also Hatsune Miku. <laughs> like, okay, I know Hatsune Miku is like this huge phenomenon that like has a billion games and songs, but like, I can't not think of it without thinking of that Domino's commercial. <laughs> if if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, look that up. Just type in Domino's Hatsune Miku. It was a real commercial, a real advertising campaign that Domino's had. Fucking weirdos. They're like stuffy white American CEO is like, you know, hey, have you heard of Hatsune Miku? It's like so off putting. It's it's bizarre. I don't know what they were thinking. There's Domino's. It's doing your shit. It's you know that's like as recognizable as anything in Japan. Over here, it's getting to that point. It's on Letterman. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Now, I think Hatsune Miku is pretty recognizable now. Not as recognizable as something like other Japanese things like Hello Kitty. Oh yeah, that's which is probably, also in yeah. the game. Um, the last little drum session thing that's in the game is uh, Doraemon. Oh. Little, little, little blue guy Dorymon. Yeah. Little yeah. Show guy. I'm trying yeah. to remember what the hell Dorymon is. Yeah, I'll, I'll, hold on. Keep the kids entertained and I'll show you a picture of Dorymon. I, I just burped, sorry. Burp into the mic. Burp into the mic. Pop. I don't know. I don't know what to say to entertain people. I don't know. What do you want me to say, Justin? That our show uh, is tell a, a sham? And that's, that's very correct. <laughs> but, uh, alright. Sorry, Genhart. Here's a is picture. Is he a Digimon? No, this is Dorymon. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've yeah, seen blue, that guy. Blue guy. What is yeah. his deal? Oh, he is he's a, surrounded uh... by humans. Is he a dog? No, he's a. Uh... He's a. Uh, he's a. It's Digimon. like a, it's like a kids show thing. Yeah. What is he? I I don't know what he is. To be honest, <laughs> he kind of looks like a weirdly animated, but like some something like a pet. Let's see if uh, the Wikipedia page tells it. He's a robotic cat. Okay. He I knew he was something. He travels back in time from the 21st century. Wait. Back in time? The, the, the manga was originally published in 1969. 
Oh my god! Oh, so this is something like where, like, the Jetsons, if it happened now. Right. Would be like, uh... <laughs> in the year 2000! Yeah, so it's it's about it's about this kid who, uh... Who, who's got get bad grades, doing bad in school. Uh-huh. Not, not, not having a good time. Uh-huh. And then, uh, Dorymon shows up and, uh, helps him improve his life. And then the U.S. government comes in to try and steal Dorymon? Yeah, and then they shoot the kid. So I was trying to make an Iron Giant parallel. Not how I remember Iron Giant ending. Oh, it's not? As far as I know, no, <laughs> Justin. They do not murder Hogarth. <laughs> Man, just murdered, murdered Hogarth instead of my boy Vin Diesel. You know what I mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I had to think for a second. I thought you were making like a Fast and Furious reference. No. No, no he was the Iron Giant. Wow, yeah. that's weird. Um, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Good anyway, boy. I have to talk about that game now, but I love it, and it's really expensive to get into to play physically, but you could totally play it if you wanted to. You just gotta drop, like, 120 bucks. Okay, yeah, that's bye. a lot of money, goddamn. <laughs> but hey, I guess it's comparable to, like, if you wanted to play Rock Band, you gotta buy a lot of shit that costs yeah, a lot of money. The, the full band Rock Band kit was, like, 150 It's not too bad to import a Japanese drum in a game. You can get the game in English, but you just have to import the drum because Namco Bandai's fucking stupid. Like, here, let's bring this drum-based rhythm game over to America and not give them the fucking drum. Yeah, very bizarre. I feel like they only did it for hardcore people that, like, already went out of their way to have a drum. Right. But at the same time, you had to buy some shit to make a drum work. Just make it like, you just made it pre-orderable from their website. And then, because yeah. I would have pre-ordered one forever ago. Because they retail, I had to pay $70 from that thing online to get it imported. Uh-huh. And it retails for 40 like, I, I would have rather just paid, like, a regular retail price pre ordered a long time ago and had it for a long time. Yeah, it's going to suck if that thing breaks. Yeah, well, instead I had to order it from Japan once. It got lost in shipping. And then, and that was trying to get it at regular retail price. So I ordered it at $40 from Japan. It's closer to 50 after shipping. And then, uh, and then it got lost in shipping and I had to get my money back. Then I said, fuck it, and just ordered the one from regular English Amazon with Prime shipping, so I didn't get fucking lost. I was really mad. Yeah, I bet. But anyway, Genhart, uh, for what's probably going to be our big story for the day, we uh, went and saw, like most other people, Captain Marvel. No, nobody, that's a that's a big flop, Josby. What are you talking about? I heard on the internet that it was going to be a big flop because Brie Larson doesn't know how to smile. Ugh. God. So I didn't... Also, it made, like, $400 million. Jesus fucking Christ. No, it's literally, like, as far as uh, comic book movie openings goes, it's second to Infinity War, and that's about it. Yeah, like, and, and just a fucking movie about, if, historically, a really fucking bad Marvel character. Well... So, like... I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a confusing Marvel character, because, like... I know that there's that confusion's happening again because within a month of this movie, Shazam's coming out, and there's people that are old that remember when there was a TV show called Captain Marvel, and that was Shazam, and that was Shazam. But now he's Shazam, and now Marvel has a completely different character named Captain Marvel, and both things are correct <laughs> because comic book rights are a nightmare. And have been since the 40s. I don't know. It basic The basic history of it is that 
Marvel is allowed to have a Captain Marvel because they're they've trademarked the name Marvel because they are Marvel Comics. Right. DC not allowed to have a Marvel, so they just renamed Shazam Shazam or Captain Marvel Shazam. Which is kind of weird because Shazam's whole gimmick is that he says Shazam. And then he turns into Shazam. Yeah, where it used to be he says Shazam to become Captain Marvel. Like, it was just a thing he said. Like, Captain Marvel was imbued with the powers of, like, whatever, all the gods. And they spell out Shazam. It was like Solomon, Hercules, Achilles, Zeus... Another A, <laughs> and Mercury. Aphrodite. I don't know about that one. I don't know if there's any girl ones, because male characters. Afro Samurai. Sure. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, it, it, his, and then that made him become Captain Marvel. It wasn't like he, you know... I, I, it still works, and it's fine, and they're using a more modern take on the character where it was. it's kind of more like a superhero take on a... On uh, the 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 Tom Hanks movie, Big, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think of. Which you know, I mean, a lot of people are making that comparison. It's not quite correct because yeah, this has existed since the 40s, right? But leaning so heavily on the like little kid becoming a big man aspect of it was something that uh, Jeff Johns did in the New 52 era of DC, his uh, great uh, backup story run. It ran in the back of Justice League, which he was also writing on this character. It's really good. I recommend anyone read that if you could track down a uh, copy of his Shazam backup stories. I think that was all released in one volume. That's good. Uh, it's good shit. Uh, I love his interpretation of Black Adam as well. And that's even continuing to this day with uh, Doomsday Clock. Black Adam's a big character in Doomsday Clock, the Watchmen crossover. Weird. Who would have known? That's still going. Uh, it's been delayed, like, so much that, like, yeah, it is. They're only on issue, like, nine. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But it's really good. I'm actually impressed with it so far. Uh. But, but anyway. Anywho, let's get, let's get down and, and dirty with this fucking stupid controversy with this movie. I'm gonna need your help with this one because I sort of refuse to look too much into this because I immediately got frustrated by it. It's easy to do because it is frustrating. I just like, I, I. All right, so let me let me try, and then you let me know. Sure. What, what I'm doing. Okay. Sure. So, so Captain Marvel coming out, right? And then it, this starts with the Rotten Tomatoes thing, as far as I remember. Correct. Uh, kinda. Where Rotten Tomatoes, you're allowed to at least not anymore. I guess you're allowed to make like, there's a section where people could say if they want to see the scores. movie or not. Right. Yeah. And then uh. And then it, it, that movie was just getting blasted by trolls. I think Talk they were they were wary of it happening. Oh, didn't because happen if yet? you remember, uh, similar things have happened with Black Panther and the Last Jedi, and whereas the Last Jedi has become a, a even more toxic argument, the general consensus on like why people were giving bad reviews sight unseen to these movies were kind of sexist and racist based in nature. Right. Okay. Uh, even if people won't admit that that was why they were doing it. 
It's kind of easy to see that. It's kind of easy to see that. So, I think in anticipation of a similar thing occurring, Rotten Tomatoes did this, which I think is a good move. I think they should do away with audience scores entirely on Rotten Tomatoes because I don't go to Rotten Tomatoes to look at that. I don't care. I don't care about that part of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, and obviously, it can be heavily skewed and biased because you can look at it right now. Captain Marvel's at like a probably 80 or 90. The audience score is like at a 32. And they had to delete 50,000 of those reviews as well because uh, they noticed that uh, several of them were bots. And they weren't saying anything interesting in their review except like, Captain Marvel is a suck. You know. <laughs> yeah. A whole suck? Girl needs smile. Where? Piss baby. I am piss baby. <laughs> that was my review. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of stemming. Because, like, this, didn't necess- this doesn't necessarily always happen. This doesn't necessarily always attract the worst of the worst, but... Stems from some aspects of Comics Gate. Oh, God. Stems from uh, some aspects of, like, negative reactions to, and admittedly, like, not well-handled speech from Brie Larson, where she kind of, like, she did not say the movie is not meant for white males. Uh, Her speech was kind of about decrying uh, critics like, uh, I think she was saying that, like, 60-something percent of movie critics are white males. And, like, why would do I need to listen to a white man's perspective on a movie like, for example, A Wrinkle in Time, which is not meant for them, and blah, 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 blah. And the root of, I, I don't know, I, I she was saying something kind of correct, in my opinion, but maybe going about it the wrong way. Uh... Not to the degree that she should get the hateful scorn of the internet like she has. Because I, I I like Brie Larson. I don't think she's like a bad person or a shitty person or anything. No, not at all. I just think that whenever you say anything on the internet, people will dissect it. Especially if you're not a man. <laughs> and it'll just be way worse. So it triggers this, you know, stupid reaction from the internet. Uh, of just hating on her, and then the trailer drops, and it gets even worse because it's like, oh, she's so joyless, uh, oh, she doesn't even have a butt, and just stupid, 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 nonsensical shit that like that, like any of it's a reason to hate a movie, and it just goes on and on and on from there. Hooray! Oh, Jesus Christ! So we live uh, in hell. <laughs> what does uh any of this have to do with the movie? Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Nobody saw the movie before they bitched about it. Yeah, and that's that's uh that's what what you got to get ahead of here, folks. And now uh, they've just learned to doing? hate it despite anything in the movie, and I think that's contributing to a lot of people saying it sucks. You know what's funny about the like the why doesn't she smile thing and all that? She is like considerably charismatic in that movie. Yeah, I would agree. There's lots of people complaining that she uh, doesn't really have a character or is boring, and I'll get into that. I I think it's fine, the way the movie handles it. It's almost the point of the movie that she doesn't have a character until the end of the movie. Even even then, I think she still has a character. I 
I think uh, people like kind of are getting confused, where uh, they think that she's supposed to be like a blank slate, and like just because, and I think the movie reflects this well because she has like her a similar attitude, right? Like like mannerisms, attitude, stuff like that. Even if you lose memory, right? Yeah, that stuff doesn't necessarily go away. And I think they did a good job of portraying that in the movie. And uh, the movie doesn't kind of technically present her as sort of a blank slate who doesn't remember shit. But they, I think intentionally, they left in a lot of that kind of stuff because that's still who she is as a person. And yeah. that doesn't change throughout at any point in the movie, even while she's recovering her memories. So I, I kind of disagree with the notion that she's just lifeless and doesn't have a character. I don't think that's true. I mean, I, we should probably just... Spoiler tag this, in case you haven't seen it. Because I'm about to, like, get into the nitty-gritty of what actually happens in it. To yeah, explain I'll, a point. I'll, I'll pop into the description. Uh, time signatures. Actually, you give me just a second. I will mark it down on my phone right now so we don't... Oh, so dude, lit. The internal process, ladies and gentlemen, donate to our Patreon to deliver pizza to my house. Thank you. Okay, let's see. <laughs> Right, let's go 3730. Are you going to leave in you writing down okay. the time? No, yeah, why not? I don't care. Uh, <laughs> yeah! Alright, so, Captain Marvel, spoilers, now. I just wanted to use it to make a point. Yeah. So, I find it ironic that a lot of uh, the detractors of this movie's primary complaint is that she doesn't have any personality or any character. When the entire plot of the movie is, there's this dude who through mind control has tried to make it so that she doesn't have any personality or character. Right. That's the plot of the movie. And it's not working very well, by the way. No. At, at any point in the movie, like, it's sort of working, but it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't take away, like, everything from her. And like I said, that shows, like, from, from like, the beginning of the fucking movie... She's, she's, like, sassy and, like, has, like, the character that she has, like, even when she gets her memories back. And that's the idea. Like, I, yeah. I don't get it. I don't, I don't get the complaints that, that say, like, she's just randomly, like, it's like they couldn't choose what character she is. I'm like, why she only have to be one thing? That's weird. You don't want your character to be one note. Like, they can be mad, and then they can be sarcastic, and then they could be... Stoic. Oh god! Like all of her like, all of those things can happen at the same time in a character. Like all of her interactions with Nick Fury in that movie were like good and fun. I think that's my favorite aspect of the entire movie, except for another spoiler that I'll get to in a minute. Uh, but it's fine. I guess you already spoiler tagged it. But yeah, I really liked her so. relationship with young Nick Fury. Yeah, no, Simon uh, Jackson killed it yet again. He continues to be one of my favorite parts of the Marvel universe as a whole, and maybe just movies. Right. <laughs> I love Samuel Jackson. Uh, the fact that he is, I think, older than our president is crazy to me. Especially because he's in this movie and they age him down using makeup and effects. CGI effects, I mean. It doesn't look that bad It either. works really good. It doesn't look like otherworldly. Like when you, like, uh, this was a dead person, but like in Rogue One when they bring back uh, Leia. Peter Cushing. No, Peter. Oh, no, no. The, Leo, more Leo prevalently was... Peter Cushing. Leia right. at the end. Right. Uh, and those actors were... Well, Leia wasn't at the time. Uh, Carrie Fisher. She yeah. gave the okay for them to use that. Uh, Peter Cushing couldn't. A little sketchy. 
Right. Anyway, it None just of those look good. it never looks great. Is my point, and and I'm not saying that the effects workers did a bad job, because they did a great job actually. Looks like Peter Cushing, sounds like Peter Cushing, but just because of like, it just gives you that uh, just weird feeling <laughs> right. watching it that it's unnatural. Didn't get that with Samuel L. Jackson because it felt like he brought a lot to the performance that made it all gel well and work. Also, it, it looked good. Like in the, the like a lot of that had to do with them combining makeup and effects. Yes, 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 yes. Which you can't do when someone's dead. Right. And it, it made it I thought it looked fine. I didn't have any problems with it. Didn't at any point look out of place, which is good. Yeah, I was worried about that going in because I knew he was going to be basically like the secondary lead of this movie. So, I was like, uh, <laughs> I hope it looks good if he's going to be in the movie a lot. Yeah, he fucking kills it. It did. And I think this is like, you know, his second best appearance in the MCU. My favorite is Winter Soldier because he has one of my favorite scenes in the entire MCU. His car chase in Winter Soldier is amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> uh, but he's great in this movie, and there's so many great, fun things that I didn't expect or know going in, especially as a comics fan, because, like, uh, the Skrulls uh, were handled pretty comic accurate up to a point. Right. When, like, the Skrulls are basically just all evil in the comics. Or at least, like, willing to fight for their war and, like, not really peaceful in any way, usually. Uh, here, they give us that twist where they're kind of just refugees. And Captain Marvel's been kind of brainwashed into killing them all this time and fighting a war that she probably wouldn't agree with. Because it's kind of just exterminating a non-violent group. Uh, yeah, basically... Gee, I wonder why right-wing people didn't like this movie. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I loved that twist. Uh, I, I There's some comic fans that'll bitch about things like that. Like, it's not even close to the comics. I don't care. This isn't as drastic as, like, the Mandarin thing. And even then, I didn't care because the Mandarin is, like, a super racist Chinese stereotype villain. <laughs> so, Looking good. Back. I'm glad he was different. Looking back on it, I like the Mandarin twist. Yeah, I'm okay with it. It's whatever. Like, I, I'm i not expecting them to do the Mandarin faithfully anyway because of what I just said. I don't expect them to do anything faithfully. Like, I used to be in that group too when I was a teenager. Where I was like, oh, better run follow shit from comic. No, do something different. You I'm should, glad if, it's, doing you should if it's, like, really good and use that as a jumping off point. You don't have to do it to the T. Right. Like, does this mean they can't do Secret Invasion? Not necessarily. You know, there's no, there's nothing stopping them from going like, okay, well that group of scrolls was good, but this group of scrolls is not, because they're an entire race of people. Right. There's room for character differences there. That's cool. I like that. It's kind of one note when they're all just bad in the comics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Same with the Kree. Actually, they're usually just bad. No real good side to the wars in Marvel. It's always just like, ugh, <laughs> glad we don't live in space, right, Avengers? Ah. Yeah, I'm glad they're digging deep into this cosmic shit now. I'm glad Guardians opened this I, door. Uh, yeah, it's it really shows you how well, how deep 
the roots of this franchise have gone in pop culture now that like they could have this movie start in space and nobody questions it. Everybody's right. fine with it. Because if that happened like even like five years ago, people would be like, ah, I don't know. But like thanks to things like Guardians and like things that like like Thor Ragnarok, people are willing to just have movies be in Marvel space now. I love it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> They've been exploring all the weird little corners of their universe, and I can't wait for them to explore even more with like shit like uh, Shang Chi. I think oh, is a, c- a confirmed thing. I want them to do Ghost Rider so bad. I want them to see that aspect, the heaven and hell crap. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I don't know if they'll ever go that far, but. Uh, they can do heaven and hell without having it be literally heaven and hell. Right, yeah, That's yeah, That's how yeah. Marvel kind of handles it because their Satan is not Satan, it's Mephisto. And, like, Mephisto's power level is kind of, like, not all... Like, he took orders from Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, you know? like. So it's not, like, literal, I can do anything, Satan. They can do a lot of shit with it, though. Uh... I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things that people complained about this movie. I like how it's a differently paced movie. Yeah, me too. Some people complain that like it doesn't like get going right away, but I it's I kind of liked the opening because it led me to question a lot about what was going on. Like, why is she part of the squad? Why does she have like memories that she doesn't remember that are from Earth? And I think the whole, like, mind-erased amnesia plot worked in this movie when it really doesn't work in a lot of movies. Yeah. I do kind of understand the complaint that, like, I hate the amnesia trope. I would rather just have a character know everything. But if you're gonna do it in a movie, this was pretty well handled, well, yeah, I think. It was, uh, all that really was was the device to drive the the plot with the Skrulls twist. Realistically, that's really all it was. Yes. And that's fine. That's okay, because that was a big twist in the plot. If she knew everything the whole time, they couldn't really tell the story of her being betrayed. Right. And of her being controlled. Which, I think works and is a pretty universal, easy thing to understand, especially for a female-led comic book movie. They were certainly leaning into some things there which is fine because it works for what they're what story they were telling yeah yeah, yeah. i wasn't i was like going into it thinking it was gonna kind of suck actually because even with the trolley reviews they deleted fifty thousand. there it was still a 30 and i know that i just said i don't listen to the audience scores but that worried me yeah yeah for sure uh and just, like, a lot of, like, reviewers that I usually, like, agree with and respect, like, uh, uh, Red Letter Media, for instance, and, like, we're kind of, like, poo-pooing it and just, like, saying that it wasn't great and it was kind of meh. And I kind of disagree. I don't think it's the best Marvel movie. I don't even think it's probably even the top ten. But that just kind of speaks to the quality of this franchise at this point. Yeah. Uh... It's better than Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'll tell you that fucking much. (laughs) Might be better than Ant-Man 1, might be better than Doctor Strange. I think so. Uh, As far as, like, more recent, like, origin-style movies they've done, it's one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, A lot of that's solved by using Nick Fury as one of the backbones of the movie, using stuff that 
in an early already established universe for you to latch onto instead of just all being like kind of out and there. And also the amnesia plotline because now we don't have to go through all of her past as because it would probably feel generic if they didn't do this plotline that everyone complains about. Right. <laughs> like oh, so you want it to be structured just like Iron Man? And everyone bitches when the movies just feel like Iron Man again. Like, you can't win, I guess. No, uh, you really can't. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think I thought it was that was a pretty good movie. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad she uh, turned into regular Captain Marvel again doing Superman shit. I know there's there's people going like, oh, God, here comes Superman now. Now what are they going to do with it? And, uh, uh, have her fight Thanos, which right. will be a toe-to-toe thing, and it'll be dope. Yeah, like... Very excited for that. I think that's a thing that uh, a lot of people miss on, is, like... Yeah, I don't know how people, This like, is something I missed on, too, a long time ago before I understood things like Superman better. You give him something that can fight him. That's what you do. Right. The easy, generic, terrible way to do that is you give Lex Luthor a piece of kryptonite. I don't like those ones. I like when his, like, his opponent is, like, I don't know, Brainiac, who is this giant threat. That feels like a better plot to me for Superman. And that's what I hope they'll do with this character in the future, because, oh, God, they fucked up Superman for so long in movies. Oh, yeah, for <laughs> I sure. I want something closer to, like, the epic feel of, like, you know, when two superheroes fight that are equal power. Yeah. And flying across the city and, like, killing each other. Uh, something like the end of Matrix Revolutions, if you will. I would love to see something like that in one of these modern superhero movies. And they kind of happen here and there. You got, like, you know, Iron uh, Hulkbuster Iron Man fighting the Hulk. It's a pretty good one. But usually it's much smaller scale than that. I want a big scale crazy one. And hopefully we're getting one in Endgame. Because she's going to be a huge part of it. Oh, yeah, I think so. She's probably going to be fighting Thanos one-on-one, and it's going to be nutty. I think they're still going to put most of the heavy decisions and big character moments on Steve and Tony, I think. Oh, yeah, I think so, yeah. I think they kind of have to, because I think that's going to be their last movie. Unless they pull some crazy shit where they're going to be in more movies, I think this is their last movie. I think it kind of has to be. I, I really hope it is in, in some ways. I don't want these characters to die because I like them. And I'm nervous what Marvel's going to do after this because it's going to feel like final without some of the big spearheaded characters of it. But, unlike comic books, I think some things should have conclusions in this film franchise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's ju- and just like comics, there's plenty of ways to make it keep going. You know? I just have another Iron Man. Well, yeah. Or another Captain America. Even even then, like, there's there's so many other characters that they've already introduced that are going to be fine by the time this is over. Yeah. Like Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, everyone that got dusted. And maybe even some that didn't, like Gamora and Loki. They'll probably be fine, too, even. That'll make me kind of meh. Yeah, me too, but, like, I think at least Loki will be back because he's getting a fucking Disney streaming service series. So he'll be fine. <laughs> I guarantee you. But Loki's easier to explain because Loki could just be like, oh, that wasn't me. I tricked them, lol, and then I ran away like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't even be the first time he made everyone think he was dead, so eh, I think it'd be fine. Yeah, Gamora would feel like unearned if they just brought her back like nothing. But then again, the flip side of that is like, oh, you brought back everyone except, oh, oops. That sucks. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we'll see what they do. Well, we know Guardians 3 is going to happen eventually. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I feel like it'll be much more interesting in a post-Infinity War world where now you have uh, good old Star-Lord having to grasp with grief. and Yeah. I mean, it depends on how they handle it because those movies are comedic. But they could get very serious, too. I, it, like... it could, but I don't know if to, to the gr- degree where, like, your main character is grieving the whole movie. Not I don't know. Whole movie, I, I guess they could. There are very serious moments in those movies. Like, I mean, his mom dying is fucked. But, uh, reminds me of, like, a Disney movie a little bit. Where, like, the majority of the movie is, like, lol, hakuna matata, ah, and then, like... Oh, my dad's fucking dead. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, this is the worst. So oh I'm fine God. with that. I guess they are Disney movies at this point. Uh, yep, yep, yep. It's easy to forget. Man, you know what's also a great, just awesome movie for kids? Predator 2. <laughs> I just wanted you to finish it. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Um... Ooh, fun fact about that, actually. Uh, this movie's rated R, but did you know what it was almost rated? NC-17, because they cut out a lot of blood to get this, uh, have a R. Weird. We were even commenting on it early in the movie, or at least I did, because there's a scene where Danny Glover, uh, murders a bunch of people with a shotgun, and there was no blood. And I was like, wow, if they weren't all saying fuck a bunch, this could be PG-13. But then there, after that, there was a oh, scene. Oh, no, there was a lot of blood. blood after that. But, like, uh, well, for instance, uh, let's, let's, uh, spoilers for Predator 2 from the year 1990. Uh, Gary Busey gets his head chopped off at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't show it, right? Mm-hmm. I think they probably showed it in the original cut. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. It, cutting out a couple decapitations would probably help them secure the R rating. Anyway. Not a single, what's funny is not a single little bit of that matters now, but I guess back then. Back then it might have mattered. I guess it doesn't matter now. Ratings they care are... More about, they care more about fucking than anything else, <laughs> that honestly. fucking was in this movie? For, for about a good five seconds. Yeah, so that's funny. I think we mentioned this. I remember being a young, horny teenager and watching this movie and then remembering where that part was and re- like rewinding it and, and having a good old time as a 13-year-old with it. But I don't know how I did, because it's two seconds long. <laughs> and then there's just blood. So, uh, I don't know. I gotta go arrest my 13-year-old self, I guess. Something was wrong. Lock him up. Lock him up. So, yeah. anyway, Predator, Predator 2, 2 yeah, is starring... a film starring Danny Glover. Yeah. Not Arnold Schwarzenegger. And... Oh, Gary Busey. I guess that's worth noting. Oh, I think it's important, yeah. <laughs> oh, Also, uh, oh, God, Bill Paxton. Yeah. As terrible character. Terrible, awful character. Oh, absolutely. Douche cop. Douche cop. Douche cop. They introduce him by Executive having him... producer, douche cop. ...hit on, like, the, the female cop, and then she just, like, grabs his balls and squishes them real good. That's good. And she's like, don't fuck with me, and he's like, all right, anyway, you want to fuck? Like, just... <laughs> like, just... He just kind of instantly went back to being douche cop, like he learned nothing, uh... That's what douche cops do. They learn nothing. Anyway, I don't know. Should we just like go beat by beat through this movie a little bit? Sure. Why not? It's 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 a romp. So <laughs> it's 
It's something, I'll, I'll tell you that. So it's the year what? Oh, 1997. Yes, that's the year 1997. But it came out in 1990, and I know that that's maybe confusing now when we're so far removed. But I think they thought they were being uh, clever by putting it a little bit into the future. And actually, I think they kind of ended up being sort of correct. <laughs> so the year is 1997, and L.A. is fucked. <laughs> they ended up being sort of correct. Later in the 90s, shit would go down in L.A. Now, they, they, they predicted it was much further in the future than just two years after the movie came out. But... Uh. The year is 1997, and L.A. is fucked. There's... There's absolute war between the police and a bunch of different two primary drug boys two primary drug factions jamaicans and colombians right going at it with the police and each other yes causing a giant war in the streets of LA. just literal chaos in the streets just just what, what was the one guy's name el scorpio or yeah. something just firing his infinite ammo into crowds of people he yes. never ran out of ammo that no, guy not once how did he not kill the predator i don't know he just kept firing bullets. Should have been able to he do it. He was such a good shot, he kept hitting the helmet. <laughs> just bouncing off? Yeah. Gotta go for body shots, idiot. Yeah. Man. I thought it was... He thought this was Halo. He was just like, got him in the head. <laughs> it's Counter-Strike. Oh, my God. But anyway, enter, enter Danny Glover. Oh, yeah, the cops can't do anything until Danny Glover shows up and then just, like, drives his busted-ass car up to the front lines and uses it as, as a shield. Yeah, that's what he does. He's he's a fucking badass cop, that Danny Glove Glove. He plays, he's ready to fucking Danny fuck Glover shit up. plays every Danny Glover character, basically, in this yeah. movie. Yeah, he's an uh, expert cop man. Expert cop man who don't take no shit, especially from his superiors. Boy, I tell you what, if they tell him to do something, he's like, nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real good cop. I don't listen well. How did I get here? Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, his squad consists of Lady and uh, Ruben Blades. And I only know his name because I'm a fan of uh, terrible TV shows. Yes. Like The Walking Dead. Oh, I'm sorry. Fear the Walking Dead is what he's from. Uh, he, he puts in good work on that show, though. I'll give him that. That's good. He, he plays a great character. That's good. Uh, who I, I might like, come back, hopefully. I liked him in this movie, too. He did a good job. Yeah, he was okay. He was uh, fine. He, he did what he had to do. He got out a little early, unfortunately. Well, but you know. That, it's predictable. It's that, predictable that it'll go down to Danny Glover at the end. You know, yeah, yeah. So they, you know, they're. he's frequently told not to go in the, the building where the drug lords are happening because that's against the, the, the commander's orders. And Danny Glover, like, fuck you. I'm crazy cop. Go I'm going in anyway. And he do. And everybody dead already because uh, uh, this movie's a Predator movie. And Predator uh. showed up and killed everybody. Oh, is that what happened? Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought uh, El Scorpio mm-hmm. just shot everybody. He could have. While running away from the Predator, he just shot all his friends. He <laughs> <laughs> ah! didn't have to do anything. He just sat there and was like, all right, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that's right. Because El Scorpio wasn't dead when he went in there. Right. Uh, he ended up shooting El Scorpio because El Scorpio was a. Uh, <laughs> it's funny that that's his name. Distracted by the predator, uh, invisible, and he's like, "What?" And looking at him when he should have been looking at Danny Glover, who shot him. Oops. Whoops. 
So that, so that all resolves, and they're like, all right, well, what the fuck happened? But before they can really figure out what the fuck happened, the the big old Fetty boys show up, and they're like, get the fuck out of there, Danny Glover. Listen to my shit, you fuck. And he's like, nah. And then federal agent Gary Busey shows up. Yeah! The Busey is here, and he's in charge, and that's terrifying. I, don't know, I wouldn't put him in charge of anything. Was I this, uh... I don't even put him in charge of making me toast. <laughs> Was, I, I don't want to be mean. But was this pre or post accident Gary Busey? I think it was pre. This is pre? I think so. He he isn't acting as unhinged as he acts in uh, future things. I'll tell right. you that. But I uh, think it's pre. I don't remember when that Buddy Holly movie happened that he was in. Because it was like right after that. Uh, that movie's great, actually, by the way. If you want to see a good biopic and not Bohemian Rhapsody... Hey. Check out that movie. I forget the name of it, unfortunately. Let's see. Uh, the Buddy Holly, Gary Busey movie. Yeah, I'm looking it up right so now. So we go back to the station. We meet Douche Cop, who's uh, douching it up. The ball-grabbing scene happens, and Danny Glover gives him the intro to the streets. It's You know, you ain't in Joyzy no more, kid. It's war out in these streets, or whatever the hell. Uh, the movie's called Buddy Holly's Story. Oh, I should have known <laughs> I thought it was, like, the name of a song or something. Oh, well. It's all right. I don't know how factually accurate it is or anything. And they avoid the, like, uh, the death of Buddy Holly, which I think is fine. Uh, I I remember liking it. It's at least decent, which is usually all you can hope for with biopic movies. So, anyway, uh, more drug stuff happening. Uh... I think the leader of the Colombian gang is uh is fucking. This is where the uh, <laughs> the very fast but still blatant uh, sex scene happens, and then uh, the Jamaican gang comes in. Oh, this is uh two years. Uh, part of two is two years removed from accident, Busey. Oh, this is after. Yes. Oh wow. The the massive brand damage might not have set in yet. Oh uh, well, he did a good job. Good for you, Gary. He did. Um, <laughs> what year was that movie? Just, just happenstance. Oh, uh, the Buddy Holly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was uh, nineteen, uh, nineteen eighty-seven, I think. Oh, okay, all right. That was like so right this before. Was three it. years after that. Uh, I guess Gary Busey was more Sorry, of a. Sorry, I was wrong. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that movie was that old. That's crazy. He had the car accident that early. No, he had the car accident in uh, eighty-eight. I thought you said seventy-eight was this movie. The Predator. Are you talking about Buddy Holly's story? Yes. 78, yeah. Oh, okay. So the action happened 10 years after Buddy Holly's story. Oh, okay. Story. I thought you were saying it was removed. No, no, no. no. 10 so years before incorrect. accident. Okay. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, I didn't know it was that old. Uh, yeah, we go to uh, Jamaica Man's show up, and they do the, uh, what, what, what are they, what do they call it? It's like a voodoo magic ritual <laughs> or something. I, yeah, I, I forget. It doesn't matter at all. Like, they just kind of tried to establish, like, the characteristics of these stereotypical gangs. Just, But it doesn't matter because the Predator shows up and kills all of them is basically what I'm trying to get well, yeah, That's, like, the whole plot of the movie. Yeah, I, I guess that's always kind of been the vibe. It's the vibe of Predator 1. You know, there's a different kind of movie happening. And then Ready Predator... for this meme again? Yeah. Hey, Smudge, what did you think about Predator 2? 
He's not going to do it this time. That's fine. That's what I thought of Predator, too. <laughs> uh, I agree, Smudge. Good kitty. Uh, yeah, yeah. like in Predator 1, I, I feel like they more establish an actual plot better than Predator 2 does before the Predator shows up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I yeah, think yeah. that part of that is because the Predator shows up in the first five minutes of Predator 2, which makes sense because you already know. Right. You don't have so to. So they don't have to have the mystery of it. Or, as you were saying last week, the it would have been great if they didn't even hint at the Predator and he just shows up 40 minutes in. Uh, there's no need for that because you've already seen Predator 1, obviously. But it would have been nice if they would have thought more about the drug war aspect of this movie because it's very half-baked yeah, it is. and not really there. It's just there for a device. Yeah, just just to give an excuse to have a lot of scenes where the Predator kills people that you as the audience will not care if they die because they're just drug criminal mans. You know what I mean? Right. Which is boring. Uh, so whatever. Predator kills all of them, slaughters all of them, and then uh, Danny Glover and the Drug Squad show up. Drug Squad! They're told not to go in. Drug Squad! They go in. <laughs> Just, he literally says, just like before. He literally says, "Act like you didn't hear that." And then they oh yeah, they hear in. on the radio not to go in, and he's like, "Oh, we didn't hear that." And then they go in. <laughs> Good old Danny Glover. Uh, the only survivor is naked lady, and uh, she says something like, "The devil came for them" or whatever, yes. because you know, predator is a weird, mysterious thing. Just like in Predator One with the woman, who uh, I think she said the same thing. Actually, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the forest came alive, or whatever. She said the forest came alive. That's yeah. What uh, anyway, uh, I think I'm trying to remember what Danny Glover's plan is. Oh yeah, so he sends douche cop to trail the the Gary Busey. Yes. And then he sends Reuben Blades to hang back and then go in when no one's around to get evidence. That the feds don't get. Because I think Danny Glover's suspicious and doesn't think Gary Busey is the feds at all. He thinks he's something else entirely. Uh, which is true, I think. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's some sort of government something. Yeah, but I it's, think. Not, it's, not the, it's not the feds or the DEA. Yeah. So, yeah, so we got, we got good old partner man going in. Going to build it's it's uh it's 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 Danny Glover's best man going <laughs> sneaking into the building getting the evidence and then he gets killed by a predator. Yeah, it, it takes a long time, but yeah, he just gets killed by a predator. He's trying to get one of the predator's weapons that he left, like a little spear tip thing, and uh, dies for it. But I think at some point somehow they get the spear tip anyway. Danny Glover. Apparently he was clenched in his fist. Oh, okay. So the the funeral that. happens. In a very, and he's sad. Yeah, in a very quick line, he says that this was clenched in his fist. Yeah, he takes it to Grandma Science, and <laughs> I don't remember what she said her role was, but she wasn't very she's good. Forensics. She's yeah, something like that. And she was like, I I I I don't know what this thing is. It's alien metal. I don't think she says that, but no, she just says it's not basically what we're getting at. Not here. in the periodic table. So yes, says. Uh, which you know doesn't really affect much. Of yeah, anything. we watch them on the progress of finding out what we already know. Yeah, 
I, I wish they would have went about that stuff better, too. Might as well just let the cat out of the bag early on this one, because it's Predator 2. We already know Predator happened. You can kind of just let everyone that is relevant in on it pretty early. You know what I mean? Right, Especially right. if you have this bad drug squad plot that isn't going anywhere, because it doesn't. Uh, as we soon find out, because Danny Glover uh, is told uh, he's off the case. Because he's too close to it, and he's a loose cannon, and blah, 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 blah. But, surprise, he don't, he care. don't listen. So he goes and talks to the leader of the Jamaican gang, uh, whatever his name is. It was something like Papa, Daddy, Voodoo, something, I don't know. Oh, it was uh, Chief Keefe. Chief Keefe? No, not actually. <laughs> no, that's better than whatever it was. Uh <laughs> So, he's just predictably, like, a Jamaican stereotype man. And he's just like, you know, listen here, Bombaclot. <laughs> you're looking, I don't know what you're looking for, but I know where he is because he's a spirit or something. Like, fully leaning into the superstition of the Predator. Uh, and none of that matters. Because... Predator shows up and kills him as soon as Danny Glover leaves. Oh my god! And and one of the best parts of the movie actually because it, it like it kind of does what they do in Predator One when Billy is all being badass and about to fight the Predator, and then just Billy just dies off screen. Uh, in this, the fight scene happens off screen. Uh, the guy is yelling and ready to fight the Predator, and he's still yelling as it hard cuts to his severed head being held. It's a dope predator. fucking smash cut. I love yeah, it's, that. Yeah, it's actually really good. Uh, I liked that scene a lot. Uh, be, and I'm and I I I'm fine with them not having that fight scene because you just know Predator going to win anyway. It's too early in the movie for him to lose. It's not one person he's going to lose to. Uh, yeah, the main character, not Voodoo Black Exorcist or whatever his name Chief is. Chief Keefe. Chief Keefe, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Long story short. Uh, when do we... What do we do here? Oh, we get to the subway. And Predator attacks the subway? Yeah, this is, I think, the most un... As far as the Predator is concerned, I think this is the most uncharacteristic Predator thing in the entire movie. Yeah, well, okay, so they establish this short scene with a little kid who has, like, a fake gun at the cemetery, which is weird. Uh, and he aims the fake gun at the Predator... And the Predator is at first aiming his gun at the little boy, but then stops because he realizes that, that it is a ineffective weapon. Like, it's not a real weapon. And then the kid offers him some candy. You want some candy? Yeah, which adds to the Predator's repertoire of stupid shit that he can say. <laughs> uh, it's only stupid shit. <laughs> the Predator only remembers dumb phrases. He doesn't remember, like, hello, how are you? He remembers, want some candy and shit happens and motherfucker. That's all the right. Predator remembers. So, yeah, it's a very bizarre scene because, like, douche cop and girl cop are on the subway and they're kind of, I, I assume, discussing what to do next. And then a, a gang fight or just, like, just normal, like, just gang violence almost breaks out. And this fucking this dude with a briefcase... Almost Bernie gets all the fucking people in the subway. 
but before anything could happen, uh, before any gang violence or any anti-gang also violence can happen, Predator just shows up. And, but they, but they also, but they establish that everyone on the subway who are just citizens of LA have guns because everyone's holding guns, including the cops and that train. That's car. fucking hilarious. It's kind of funny and. Uh, I, I don't know. Not that inaccurate. Also, considering you got to consider like what's going on, like massive widespread gang violence. So right. people are probably scared and uh, you know everybody carrying packing guns. Heat. Everybody, everybody packing heat. Everybody but packing this heat. leads the predator to go, oh, okay, so everyone's fair game because everyone is threatening because they all have a weapon. So I can just kill all of them, and he does. Which it, yeah, it does seem a little out of character. Just because someone has a gun means the Predator kills them? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know about that either. It's kind of... He kills all the civilians. He kills everybody in this train except Girl Cop. No. I think. No. The Girl Cop gets almost everybody out, actually. Oh, that's right. That's right. He kills all the gang boys. Right. And a couple other guys. Uh, she gets most everybody out. I think, what, I think, what I think is most uncharacteristic <laughs> about the Predator in that scene is that he just busts into the fucking train. Yeah, it's not very stealthy. It's not very hidden. It's not like pre- it's not like any kind of predator prey interaction, whatever. You yeah, just... it's not really like stalking your. That's like if you hit the deer with a, the four wheeler, right? On the <laughs> so like you're, you're you know how I play, it. how I play Cabela's dangerous hunts. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I just <laughs> take the four wheeler and go run over the deer with it, <laughs> and then the game is like, that's not the proper way to hunt. I'm saying this from my, all of my personal experience. And then you're like Danny Gulliver, and you're like, no. <laughs> I'm not listening to you, game. I'm pretending you didn't hear that. <laughs> so, yeah, that just felt out of character. It's a fun scene, though. I like the, um, as the tr- cars go through the tunnels and out in and out of light real fast, it flickers yeah. a lot and uh, obscures a lot of the violence, but it's artsy. Uh, artsy might be a little too high class of a word cool. for it. Looks Dope is a better way to describe it. Uh, douche cop die. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna fight the predator. Doesn't work. Really? Living was not uh, his specialty. Uh, <laughs> to meme what? on uh, what he was saying earlier in the movie. He was, he's like, oh, the luck is my specialty. Surveillance is my specialty. Dying to the predator is my specialty. <laughs> Did a good job. Uh, weird throwaway reference that I'm going to give a little bit of trivia on here. So when Danny Glover finally arrives on the scene well after all the action has happened, uh, the girl cop is uh, getting put in an ambulance, and it's suggested that she's pregnant, and she's put into the ambulance. And in the movie itself, this has nothing to do with anything. It's just stated. In the novelization... <laughs> for predator 2 oh, uh, God. uh apparently they kind of go into the predator's inner thoughts a little bit uh and one of the things is he decides not to kill her because the predator can detect that she is pregnant well no that's in the movie is it uh, yeah but he uh he looks at her with the infrared yeah and he looks down and you could and you could see like a little, little, another little heartbeat, baby. Oh, okay. I must have missed die. that real quick, or didn't pick up on that it was a baby. <coughs> yeah, and that's why she doesn't die. Oh man, I feel bad that I missed that. Okay, well they explicitly confirm that, right, in, in the novelization scene. of Predator Two. So anyway, then we kind of get to the the good parts of this movie. It took this long. 
Yeah. It, that's kind of one of my issues with it is like Predator 1, good whole time. End best part, still good whole time. This, end best part, kind of got to go through a lot of bullshit to get there. Uh, and scenes that aren't that great. Some of it's a lot of fun, though. Some of it's fun, admittedly. But some of it's stupid and not great. But once we get to the final part where Danny Glover's are like, alright, fuck this shit, I'm gonna start following the Predator. And then runs into Gary Busey's crew, and then Gary Busey finally lets the beans spill about what the Predator is. Oh, there's a lot of beans. Yeah, he, it's just kind of like a big, long exposition scene where he's just like, oh yeah, the Predator's an alien, and it does this, and it does this, and... Like, oh, really? And then, like, oh, the first movie happened. <laughs> it just, like, casually mentions the first movie. Uh, by the way, uh, there's some footage of, uh, I forget the actress's name. I forget the character's name, either. Uh, girl from Predator 1, who is the only survivor besides Arnie. Uh, I guess they shot footage with her for Predator 2, Jusby. But they cut it. Uh, but I guess she gave, like, an entire interview about the events of Predator 1. And they were gonna maybe use it as a framing device. Oh, okay. But they never ended up using it. So, she's... Actually, they did shoot new footage of her for the movie. But it's just on the wall in the back in, uh, Gary Busey's surveillance van. <laughs> God damn it. So, yeah, Gary Busey and his squad of, uh... CIA boys uh, go to fight the Predator. And at first it seems like they have a pretty good strategy. Uh, they're, like, I don't know. They somehow deactivate his thermal. Or not deactivate it, but no, make it irrelevant. They hide themselves in the thermal by wearing, uh, by wearing thermal undetectable vests. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Suits. And, and then, then the Predator's just like, oh, well that sucks because I have other functions in like my helmet. infrared sensors. Yeah, so he just sees their laser guns these are lights they're, they're they're sorry they're laser sights and just kills all of them oops and it looks like he kills gary Busey, but he doesn't until he does until he does <laughs> he could have just killed him then they've got this danny glover's like fuck this i'm going in yeah they wanted one more scene between glover and uh gary gary glover gary glover gary <laughs> Uh, blah, blah, blah. We get to the, uh, yeah, Danny Glover goes running in because he's going to fight the Predator now because he's, he wants to stop everybody from dying. And of course, <laughs> the CIA boys are like, no, you're not allowed to do that. And he's like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do because <laughs> that's my whole character. <laughs> he runs out and, uh, starts fighting the Predator in a very extended, uh, sequence with, uh, multiple false endings, you know, like a, like a good horror movie. Like a good slasher flick. It was more actiony. It's not scary. No, you know what I mean. Maybe more like close to like something like Terminator, where it's just like, oh, that Predator's still alive. Shit. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's a fun. I like this whole segment of scenes a lot. This is the best part of the movie, right? Yeah, no, be, not just because Danny Glover beating the shit out of Predator is fun, but also. Um, I like how he gets to use the Predator's weapons against it. Yeah, that's something that they didn't really do in the first one, which is cool. He gets uh, a hold of a disc. He gets a hold of a disc. Uh, he gets to use it to cut off the Predator's fucking arm while it's trying to blow him up. That was sick. Just like the Predator did in Predator 1. Tried to do to Arnie. Arnie escaped the explosion, even though I think they said that explosion range was really wide in this movie. I don't know how he got out of it. <laughs> I don't it. know how he... Arnold Schwarzenegger was just able to run... <laughs> 
away from the blast. Whatever. Uh, he cuts off the arm and the device in half, which thankfully, I don't know how he didn't know that was going to not explode it. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I my first instinct as someone in a situation where there's a bomb wouldn't be to cut it open or kick it or upset the bomb. <laughs> but I digress. Thankfully, it works. And the Predator's like, oh, fuck, my arm's cut off and I got a bunch of bullet holes. I got to go into this lady's medicine cabinet and uh, crunch up some fucking tile. <laughs> And put in some uh, little little predator boil juice. Cook up some G fuel and <laughs> uh, <laughs> insert this stuff on my wounds. Uh, he puts it on his his stumpy arm, and he, he give a big old predator scream. Meanwhile, uh, his wounds. Yeah. Meanwhile, lady in the other room and listening to Final Jeopardy theme, which was pretty funny. She's like, "Help! <laughs> Help! There's a fucking alien in the bathroom." <laughs> Kill it, Harold! It, it reminded me a lot of uh, in Halloween 2, where <laughs> at the very beginning, Michael's just stalking through a couple other people's houses, and there's that old couple, and she's just like, You want mustard on your sandwich, Jerry? <laughs> Making these, like, sandwiches with too much mustard on them. You remember? Way too much mustard. Way too much mustard. Uh, it was funny. It was cute. Danny Glover gets in there after climbing down for, like, a year and bitching about it the whole time. A very Danny Glover thing to do. It's it's it, it, he almost says I'm getting too old for this shit, but doesn't. Uh, <laughs> he goes in that room. And he's like, I'm a cop. And the old lady's like, I don't think he cares very much, which is really good. No, she says, I don't think he gives a shit. That's what it was. Yeah, <laughs> very she good. Swears. Funny line. Great line. He goes and chases the predator all the way to his ship. Well, he falls down into it, kind of. Yeah. After crawling down for like another year and bitching about it. <laughs> 50% of his screen time is crawling down pipes and going like, ah, god damn it. I hate crawling down pipes. Oh, he also hates birds that appear at night out of nowhere. <laughs> and authority. Yeah. Yeah, he really hates authority. Uh, so he goes into the Predator ship and fights it mano a mano. And wins. And wins. Uh... It's a good fight. I liked it a lot. Uh, and then, like, nine other Predators are in the ship, and they show up. And it's like, oh, fuck. And it, it, he's so badass, he's like, all right, who's next? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah! But then they don't fight him. They just give him a gun from 1710. Fucking pussies. <laughs> pussies. <laughs> I talked about this as soon as the movie was over. Those Predators are fucking pussies. Let me tell you why. They give this motherfucker, after he killed one of their own, out of, out of sign of respect, gives him a gun from the 1970s. No, no, sorry, 1700s. I if they gave him a gun from the 1970s, it would still be shitty. Yeah, but no, it's a gun from the 1700s. It's a flintlock, right? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, out of all the things, you, you can give him the technology to start fighting them, actually, and make it interesting. Um, but, I don't think they want to do that. Yeah, stupid. Pussies. That's why you they're know, pussies. They want to give you the illusion that it's a fair fight, but then they just shoot you with a laser gun. <laughs> right. Pussies. <laughs> yeah, possibly. And they just give a gun 17 years ago. Well, hey, we've been around forever. You're at an advantage with your gun when you hunt an animal, right? You are. When you shoot the tiger in the face with your gun, 
I don't know if the tiger really had a I'll chance. tell you what. I'll tell you what, Genhart. If the day ever comes that um, I'm, I'm trying to hunt a deer and it impales me, um, I'll just give it a copy of uh, Super Mario Brothers for the NES when it beats yeah. me. When, I'll make sure one of you guys gives it to him when he beats me. And be like, here you go. We've been around forever, guy. This is basically like a deer killing a hunter. And then a bunch of other hunters show up and then hand the deer a beer. And they're like, later. And they get their, <laughs> later, they, dude. They get in their truck and they go off. <laughs> Maybe the predators are just like beer swilling, like fucking degenerates. They just go to other planets and they're like, oh, look out, Fred. I'm going to kill it. <laughs> Let me get my perch. <laughs> you got the laser gun, Freddy. <laughs> Give me the laser gun. Watch this. I'm going to shoot him real good. Lock and <laughs> loaded, bitch. Hand me a Miller. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of probably what it actually is. I think they establish in uh, future movies, although this is maybe an Alien versus Predator, so uh, take it with a grain of salt, that the Predator hunting is usually done by the young males as kind of like a ritual to like prove themselves as combatants for their society. Uh, they send them off on their lonesome. Although in this, there's like nine Predators, so I don't really know if that works. But I think they usually just send one or maybe a group of a few to go prove themselves. And if they die, like the ones in Predator 1 and 2, well, tough luck, sport. I guess you didn't get to join Dad at the office. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> sorry, you weren't a good one. You know, which kind of lines up with stuff like, I don't know, like old shit about like, I don't know, like ancient cultures. So it's kind of cool. I like that aspect of yeah, it. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh... Oh, very important to mention. Uh, the first notion of an Alien versus Predator crossover is in this movie. Uh, or at least the first notion that these franchises could coexist in the same universe. Because they have an alien skull on their wall of skulls in the spaceship. Now, that doesn't make any sense, though. But whatever, anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's because Prometheus ruined it. Like, it ruined everything else. Uh, I guess so, but I would still, like, guess that aliens might not exist you could assume that in Xenomorphs, the 1990s. No, you could assume that Xenomorphs have been around for a long time Can we before. assume they're just a race, that they just exist? Right. Right. I, I guess that's possible. And that's what I assumed all the way until Prometheus happened. Oh, and, and Alien vs. Predator as well. Right. Although, I guess that keeps Predator 2 being canon more. Yeah. Uh... So yeah, it's a cool thing though. It's still a cool Easter egg to this day. I like the notion. I like the idea that it plants. I don't necessarily like what they did with it. No. <laughs> but yeah, after, some things. Some things. After dating Lover uh, wins, he walks out in whiteface and. Oh. <laughs> he kind of do. It's not his choice. No, it's he's just covered happened. in rubble. Well, he runs away from the spaceship taking off. Uh, the predators, even though they give him a prize for defeating a predator uh don't really tell him that oh, all right we're leaving cue maybe the, clear the area <laughs> clear the cue the metroid zebus is about to explode music and he's got to get the fuck out uh, I, ch I guess he didn't save the animals because he just got the fuck out of there no i wouldn't it's faster uh, danny glover ain't got time for that shit anyway he hates birds he wouldn't save the animals so <laughs> yeah walks out in white face soot covered if you will and uh, i actually really liked the end of this movie where uh the remaining agent boys show up, and they're like, "Ah, oh, come on, we almost had him this time. And then Danny just looks at the gun that says 1710 on it, 
and then looks up in the sky and he's like, "Ah, you'll get a chance some other time, probably, asshole, or something like that. Which is a good point to make, Danny. Well said. <laughs> They've been around for years. They'll keep being around. I got you, Danny. Good, good one, Danny. Anyway, Danny Glover was never seen again. <laughs> in this franchise. In this franchise. So, uh, Beat. Yeah. Before we get into any, uh, trivia or anything, any stupid special facts about this movie, what'd you think of it? I like Predator 2. I think it's okay. I could definitely see how people were like, well, that's not great. Because it's not great. It's definitely four on the list of movies we've watched so far. Easily. Nothing would, would help it. No. Uh, there's Predator is just such a little special movie that presents a, pres- a premise and delivers on the premise, and that's all you need. You don't need anything else. And this doesn't really deliver on the potential of expanding that premise, I feel. Uh, there's a couple things. There's more Predators, and there's a spaceship. And there's skulls on the wall of other races and things. And, and drug squad. And drugs. But, I don't know, not not much that really makes it a progression of the franchise. Uh, I don't know. It's okay. It's not, it's watchable. It's particularly for the last, like, half hour, I would say. Uh, Danny Glover fighting the Predator is really good. You could tell that they were like, oh, we should top the uh, the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger fight. And I don't know if they did, just because I like that the grittiness of that fight more in the jungle. But I think they did an okay job for what they were going for. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, I, I thought it was the lot. That movie's dumb, but it's a lot of fun. Oh, it is dumb. So, yeah, it didn't, it didn't do well when it came out. Not surprised, honestly. Uh... Moderate return at the box office, but compared to the first movie, it didn't make enough. Because I, I, according to Wikipedia here, first movie uh, had a 98 million gross, and this just made 57 million Damn. On, a, on a 35 million budget. So they kind of viewed that as a a failure of sorts. Uh, it made money, but you know how studios are. Oh yeah, especially when it comes to sequels, they they wanted to make more money, not less. Gotta make all the money. Yeah. So, uh, this leads to the Predator not being in movies for 14 years, basically. Until Alien vs. Predator in 2004. Uh, and we don't actually get another Predator movie proper until Predators in 2010. Yeah. Uh, we get Alien vs. Predator movies, but who care? I guess we will soon, but not care. But, like, we, we'll, we'll have to bear witness, I guess, is... Maybe more accurate. Yeah, that, that's that's what we'll be doing, is bearing some fucking witness to that trash. Can't wait. Any other fun little factoids for oh, we close yeah. this bitch? Well, I mean, still talking about the reception. Uh, the, the movies that uh, made more money than Predator on its opening weekend. Uh, so Predator opened number four. The weekend it came out, which... Yeah, that basically means your movie is a failure in terms of what the big heads of the studio will think. Right. Uh, what did it lose to? Number three was Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Number two was Three Men and a Little Lady. I have no idea what the 
Oh, I know what that movie is. And number one was Dances with Wolves. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. These movies were big and came out around this time. That Predator 2 kind of failing kind of makes sense, given that. Uh, so, the director of Predator 2 is a man named Stephen Hopkins. Yeah. And uh, you might be surprised to hear this, but he was born in Jamaica. Really? <laughs> yeah. Gee, I wonder why there's a bunch of Jamaican gang members in this movie. Uh, uh, but I, I don't know. He He's a British-Australian director, Jamaican-born, I guess. But I don't know. As unnecessary as the drug war aspect of this movie was, I could kind of... It kind of seems like he pushed for, to have a, a bit of his culture in it perhaps i guess i guess it wasn't very flattering because no, it was a very stereotypical jamaican smoking blunts in the car and voodoo time and just weird God. shit uh it was very generic and dumb so uh what did he do besides predator 2 not much like what <laughs> Though, I'll wait for you to start saying what it was. The most significant things that I can tell is Nightmare on Elm Street Five. Oh, the Dream Child. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, this is funny. I didn't see this the first time I looked at this. I'll save this one for last because it's funny to me. Uh, so um, the first season of Twenty Four, he did half of the episodes. And I don't know if you've ever watched any of 24. I have. First season of 24 is really good. Yeah. Really solid. Maybe the best season of that show. It kind of just got worse as it went on, in my opinion. I kind of couldn't get past season three, to be honest with you. I kind of gave up on it. it. It just got to be whatever to me. I've only seen the first season. It's good. I liked it. I liked the first season quite a bit yeah. of 24. So at least he got to do the, the, good, the good parts. He kind of transitioned to TV. Uh, he did some episodes of even the new, uh, 24, uh, 24 Legacy, which I don't know if that was a success or not. Probably not. But whatever. So, uh, in 1998, he made a little movie called Lost in Space. Oh. Yep. Oh. With, uh, you know, Matt LeBlanc. Oh. <laughs> Oh, so let us no. mourn this man's career. <laughs> but da but da but da but da but da Is that Lost in Space? No. What was that? The fucking. Oh, I got you. I, oh, okay, yeah, I understand I was, it now. I was mourning his career. Yeah, you just said it with a weird like you were playing it with like a skull trumpet, so I didn't really know what was <laughs> happening. But. <laughs> All right. Any oh, yeah. No, another thing we I got, want to mention real quick. Got, got going on the here, Predator but... in Predator 1, and we didn't really talk about this, and Predator 2, was played by a man named Kevin Peter Hall. Yes. Uh, now, I'm bringing him up because it's kind of sad because uh, the Predator gets to start being played by different people in the future, uh, mainly because he died at the age of 35. Oh. The year after Predator 2 came out. Oh, that sucks so bad. Uh, extra sad. He was also famous for playing <laughs> the character Harry 
in Harry and the Hendersons, the movie. And then that got a TV show. And he only played him in four episodes of the TV show because he died while they were filming it. And it's even more screwed up because uh, he, uh, he he contracted HIV from a blood transfusion. Oh, man. So he got AIDS and got AIDS-related pneumonia and died. And that sucks. Because I feel like the Predator actually, and a lot of this is the Stan Winston costume. A lot of it, admittedly. The costume in Predator 1 and Predator 2 is great. Stan Winston also worked on the aliens, of course. It's all great. It all looks good. I really appreciate how different the second Predator looks compared to the first one. Yeah, because uh, they could tell you could tell that they were like, all right, well, this is a different Predator. It shouldn't look exactly the same, which was cool. But I think just the mannerisms and the way that the Predator moves, a lot can be said for like who's playing that underneath. And I think he did a pretty good job for that. So, uh, rest in peace, Kevin Peter Hall. Uh, you were you were a good ugly motherfucker god damn Yay. it fucking reagan man you know ouch he invented aids i agree smudge smudge agreed smudge me out when you said reagan invented aids <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm dying <laughs> oh no reagan no reagan he's <laughs> coming back to enact revenge oh god well i'm here to reenact aids so we're we gonna put Red Predator two on the list at number three, four. Four, I mean, yeah. I said that already. Why yeah, would you okay. put it at number three, you savage? It's Above than... what? Predator one? Are you a madman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, number four on the list. It's definitely the worst one we've watched so far. Well, next week we're watching Alien Cubed, so I don't know. It'll be worse than Predator two, I think. Will it be worse than Predator? I 2? think so. I've never watched Alien Cubed. to the third power. Uh, why is it a little three above Alien? Why isn't it just Alien 3? I don't know. Why? Is there a story reason? I don't know. Is there any reason? I don't think so. What a weird, bizarre title to a movie. That's like a Kingdom Hearts fucking thing to do. <laughs> three, five, eight over two days cubed. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for Alien Recoded Remastered, a fragmentary passage. 0.2 or whatever. Oh my god. Oh god. Yeah, that'll be fun though, cause I uh, we're now in un- like uncharted territory for a bit. Uh, I'm well, not not for long, I guess. I've never seen Alien Three. I have seen Resurrection. It's a meme. Uh, <laughs> I might like it more than Predator Two in the long run, cause boy, is that movie funny. Oh my god, that movie's funny. We'll see. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, and I don't know. The rest of the Predator movies are iffy for me. Who knows? And Alien vs Predator gotta be at the bottom of the list. Well, besides the second one. That'll be the bottom of the list. Yeah, the second one's definitely the bottom of the list. That movie sucks. But we will see next week. Uh, important to note, I just be mentioned it early in the show, but we are on Spotify now, boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you're watching this on a thing that's not Spotify, you can just do that now. Yeah. Sometimes that's easier for people. Definitely yeah, well, for me. It's definitely easier because for multiple reasons. Uh, Spotify makes it very easy to go to where your podcasts are. Um, and stop and start. Where right. you left off, which is great, because yes. our show is nine years long. It's an hour and a half. It's not that bad. I'm joking. Um, in Spotify, let's say uh, let's say you go in there, you can actually get notified when new episodes go live. Like, yeah, easy. that's cool. Like, you open up Spotify and be like, hey, there's a new episode again, Jump Show. Go listen to it. And you can go listen to it. That's good for when we forget to upload the episode on the day it comes out. 
never done that before. And oh uh, well, and was... also the presentation's nice because it's Spotify. It keeps all your yeah. music, your podcast, in one place. Makes we it nice to and see, easy. Uh, you get to see the logo. Uh, I think there's a way also, to even look at the description of the episodes on there. Yeah, it's on there. Cool. And also, you, it makes it easier for us to see the analytics. So you should do it so I can see who's actually listening to our fucking show. Hell yeah, please yeah, do that, thanks. Because uh. Apple shit don't work. I'll be listening because I'm a vain asshole and I listen to my own show. Fuck yeah, dude. Sometimes we're moved by time. Sometimes I wait like a week or two. Then I listen to an episode. Uh, Spotify will make that even easier because I don't have to waste data. Because I get free Spotify data with my Boost Mobile <laughs> phone Woo! bill. Weehaw. Woo. Uh, you can listen to our great episodes such as Inject Mountain Dew Voltage into My Brain. Piss jar. Uh, a Medea Halloween resurrection. <laughs> Trying to think of, is there any other uh, ones that are good? Strip Katana Dueling. Oh, that's a, a good, good one. That's a name. good one. It's a good episode. Uh, Alex Jones confirmed for Smash, our first our very, episode. Very first yeah. episode, yeah. yeah Great yeah. name for a first episode. It won't drive anyone away at all. And uh, and who could forget Piss Jar? I just want to say Piss Jar. Again. That's our best episode. It might be, honestly. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Just because Jusby just descended into madness. <laughs> I was so far uh, gone. <laughs> it was good. It was a good time. All right, yeah. guys. That's it for us today. Goodbye. Oh, what's that over there? Is that Ronald Reagan? Oh, no. He's trying to give me AIDS. Oh, God. Reaganomics. Ah!